Welcome to the Lighthouse Financial Advisors Money Over 50 podcast with Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue. This information is general in nature and does not take into account your objectives, financial situation or needs. Therefore, you should consider whether the information is appropriate for you and your personal circumstances. If you require personal advice, please contact Lighthouse Financial Advisors. Here are your hosts, Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue. Welcome to Money Over 50. Today's topic, willpower is a myth. Dallas. <laughs> what do pretty, you mean by that? <laughs> pretty, big, pretty big statement. What do you mean by that? Right, I didn't know whether you were going to uh, introduce that as willpower is a myth, question mark, or willpower well, is a myth, exclamation mark. I, I had gone to write it. I've got a piece of paper in front of me yeah. with the title, and I'd gone to write a question mark. And I actually that, it's I, an I scrubbed mark. over that yeah. and made it an exclamation. It's a fact. Mark. Um, because um, I should point out this is your topic. My topic, yeah. So, and, I, and I, I should also point out that when I say this is a fact, my wife always gives me a hard time that I say this is a fact. She says, no, no, you can't just say something that's your opinion is a fact. It doesn't make <laughs> it a fact. It's a theory. It's, it's your a theory. It's your theory. It is my theory. So, but, I should explain myself. So, it was actually perfect timing because we were talking about this having a coffee the other day, and I made the Atlantic proposition which we often do having a coffee, that my attitude was that willpower is a made-up thing. There is no mm. such thing as willpower, and it's mm. a complete myth. Um, now, I got a few funny looks. And then over the weekend, I actually read a, a really good book called Atomic Habits. And there's a lot of other things in the book, and it's actually a really good topic for another, another podcast another day. Um, but it probably gave me a bit of language around what I mean by this statement when I say willpower is a myth, is that what I think... What I think people are thinking of when they say willpower is actually a collection of, of a couple of other things. So, and, and we've all had this where you meet someone that um, seems to be really disciplined and they make all the right choices all the time, all the right time, and you can't imagine them ever doing kind of the wrong thing. Mm. And we immediately go, gee, that guy's really disciplined or he's got a lot of willpower. He's, he's got a lot of that. Mm. And my attitude is that I've, I've thought about this from, from both sides, but of being the person that someone has, that, that people say has got a lot of willpower and from noticing other people. And I think that what we believe is willpower is actually a collection of two different things. The, the first one is just your habits, and that's obviously the, the, the thesis of, the, of this book. But So every time when, when you wake up, what we, what we sort of don't realise is that human mm. beings, we think that we're making all these decisions every day, but mm. most of the time we're just on autopilot. You know? yeah. Every day when you wake up, you you don't have to you don't have to decide what am I going to do when I first wake up. You wake up, your eyes open, you go into autopilot, and you just have a system of things. You might get up, go to the toilet, brush your teeth, do this, yep. you know, talk to your kids, have breakfast, go to work, whatever that whatever that routine is. That's just a habit. It's not as a every day you wake up going, geez, what should I do today? Mm. And it's probably. A good time today because I, I noticed so you're in your in your exercise gear you've now turned <laughs> over a new leaf for the new financial year and when I got into work this morning you were halfway through a through a workout and and that's a really good example of one that people think of that as willpower but once you've built that habit of when I get up I just exercise mm. yeah it, it becomes it, it does it's not a hard decision to make every day that's a good point um, uh, I always say when you're getting back into the exercise regime um, the first three weeks, yeah, 
it's so tough yep. to get out of yep. bed and do it. Yep. And then after that, it becomes automatic. Yeah. And it becomes harder not to do it then. That's, like that's, you just find a way to fit it in at some exactly stage. And if, you, if you sleep in, yeah. you um, you might do a, a yeah, 10 minute really yeah. quick one yeah. later on, but you find a way to, yeah. to, to do something. So yeah, yeah it, it becomes habitual yeah. from and, that point of view. And that, that's a, exactly that language that that I've sort of thought of before and that we've used before is that at, at times, once you build a habit, like you're saying, it's actually the whole point of a habit is that it's harder to not do it than to do it, mm. if that makes sense. So yeah, like you say, if, if you get up every day and you exercise, to get up and not exercise is a, it, it goes against the grain of, of that. So the, the theory of habits is that there's a pattern of, you, you have a cue, a craving, a response mm. and a reward. And so if every day you wake up and you exercise and you, then you feel good about yourself and you feel good about the fact that you've exercised, if you wake up, when what makes me feel that? even better? Yeah. I get energy from knowing that me at forty-four, <laughs> um, you at age thirty are still asleep <laughs> while I'm I'm exercising, and uh, Ali, who Mate. works for us at age twenty-four, is, is is still sleeping, and Mate. I'm I'm here at forty-four. I've, I've been at home uh, reading books about habits and, for two hours, so and, 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 and I'm up exercising. That that gives me tremendous strength. So that that's a really good example of that's a, a part of that reward system. Is that mm. it would it's actually harder for you to not do that because you would then wake up and go. Oh, I, now I don't have one over. I don't have anything over these guys for the rest of the day. Yeah. So, yeah. mind you, I'm 105 kilos at the moment, <laughs> and you guys are in the in the 80s. Uh, so, so there, there, there could be a that's a, um, exactly. I I, I, I did uh, did weigh in the heaviest I've ever weighed in yeah. just after Christmas. Or, yeah, and that, and that all ties into that that reward system of the the fact that the the reward that you'll get from exercising and losing a bit of weight is 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 really high for you at the moment given mm. that you you feel like you're carrying extra kilos so but I, I think that's the key is that what you're trying to do is structure your life in a way where you don't have to get up every day and go will i exercise you mm. just get up every day yeah. you go you do it at the same time every day and you create those habits and so that's the first part of from a financial perspective or a retirement planning perspective this is the key thing that we talk about with people is, is obviously there's the technical knowledge that we have of sitting down with people working out you know where do you need to be in 10 years time what do you need to do between now and then but there's there's a world of difference between saying to someone you probably need to save twenty thousand dollars a year to get where you need to be retire versus what we do which is sit down and go okay here are the bpay details for you to make an additional four hundred dollars a week in super contributions now Mm. You're going to log into your internet banking. You are going to you're going to set that up as a regular transfer. It's going to happen the day after you get paid every week. You get paid yep. on Wednesday. On Thursday, four hundred dollars will come out of that account and it will go into your superannuation fund. Yep. And that's again just a habit that, and and this is a good use of using technology to to enforce those habits of you set up a regular transfer like that. It's actually harder to go in and log in and and stop that transfer than than for it just to happen automatically. So it is. Look, it's a great nudge. And yeah. when we when we developed that, we thought this is the perfect thing. Um, uh, obviously, expenses are variable. Yeah. Um, and and from time to time, people yeah. would uh, con- conceivably need to, yeah, to uh, miss yeah. one of those payments or yeah. to reduce it. Yeah. Um, so they're within their power to actually alter that. Yeah. But we find if we yeah. set up that recurring yes. um, on a per pay basis, so if yeah. they get paid for it, not only yeah. the day after they get paid, yeah. the um, money comes in out. that example, that $400 gets pushed straight into their superannuation fund. 
we just we just find that um, people don't alter that. No. So they, no. they it's it's just set in place. It's a great little nudge. No, that's, um, yeah. It's it's and you, and you it's you can, making it easy. And you for them you to compare do that to if you didn't have that regular transfer set up. Every you get paid on Wednesday. Every Thursday, two things could happen. Number one, you've got to remember to, to log in and, and make that transfer. Mm. So you've got to go, oh, Jesus, I've got to find the time at some stage of the day. Everyone's busy, everyone's working. Find the time to log in, transfer the money. And then every week, you've got to make the right decision. And That's right. right for you. You've got to get in and go, oh, I've got, a, you know, I've got 1,200 bucks that's just hit the bank account. I don't want to give up 400 of that. That hurts. Yeah. I've got cool things I want to do this weekend. I, yeah. I, I want to... You know, I, I can think of a million other things that I'd rather do with that money than contribute to my super fund. So, it's it's not only do you, you know, not only is it making it actually logistically harder to do that, but you're making it harder on yourself because you then have to throughout the year, you have to make the right decision 52 times compared yes. to setting up that transfer, make the right decision once, and yeah. and just leave that and let that roll along. Well, I heard some statistics uh, just the other day. I was listening to a podcast um, and it was a financial podcast from America yeah and um, and superannuation in America is optional yeah and and so how it works is that if you opt in yeah um, and you pay in your employer actually matches that they have to match that yeah um, now when they say so in certain states yep. in America uh, it's legislated that you have to opt in yeah and, and the take-up rate yep. of Minimal. people contributing is something like between the 20 and 30 percent yeah and um, and in other states, it's it's an opt out. Yeah. So you're yep. opted in automatically. Yeah. And you have to go in. And you have to go in and, yep. and opt out. Now the take up rate is something like seventy to eighty percent. Yeah. Uh, because yep. it's just a perfect little nudge. And um, and that's exactly what I think about it, is that you can't tell me that there's two states next to each other. One's opt in, mm-hmm. one's opt out. You can't tell me that it just so happens that seventy percent of the people in this state have more willpower. That's right. You know what I mean? It's not a willpower issue. It's not a willpower thing, yeah. It, it's a habit thing. It's that mm. you're just structuring things in a way that you, you have to actively go in and change things to make the right decision or you have to actually go in and change things to make, make the wrong decision. Yes. That's, that's the big one, I, I think, is that, you know, the, what we think of as, as a, and that applies in, in many different ways, you know, like we've talked before about for budgeting, for example, if you, if, if people are, um, you know, using their credit card for for trips overseas and, and or domestic travel to go to weddings and things like that throughout mm-hmm. the year, you, you're setting yourself up for failure because you haven't you haven't allocated that money anywhere throughout the year. And then you go, geez, my niece is getting married in a month's time. We haven't booked flights. I need to find you know a thousand dollars for accommodation, a thousand dollars for for flights. Where do I get that from? Bang, it goes in the credit card. That, that's right. So I mean, we we we've talked. Uh, at length over many different podcasts about people setting themselves up to fail, where, yeah. where they where yeah. they kid themselves and say that they're yeah. spending a thousand dollars a year on travel, mm. um, and we say, well, you know, the the statistics are that you for yeah. the last three years you've spent close yeah. to ten thousand yeah. dollars. Hey, let's just set up a let's just set up a yeah. bank account over here. Yeah, we're going to see that um, every fortnight yeah. that you get paid. Let's put four hundred dollars yeah. into that account, yeah. which is close to ten thousand yeah. dollars over the year. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, and, and yeah, at worst case scenario, if you do only spend a thousand dollars, you've got nine thousand dollars. You've got nine thousand dollars already saved. Yeah. Um, same thing with ha- home maintenance. We see thousand dollars a year people yeah. start putting yeah. in for the home maintenance. Yeah. I, I mean, I'd love to live in these houses. Yeah. that don't require a thousand dollars 
Mate, I, I, I do. It's called a rented <laughs> unit. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, but I, I think that also ties into a part of it is that, um, like we said, with willpower, um, the and some of this is almost it's again going back to that reward system is we somehow think that if we if we care enough then that will that will make everything work if we really want to save if motivation is the issue we think yeah. that somehow that well i haven't saved much I've, I've gone and traveled for 10 grand every year for the last five years but this year i'm going to really knock it down because i'm really motivated this year because mm. it's you know january and we're really amped up about it the reality is if, if you're relying on that motivation or you're relying on you know motivation to me is just another word for willpower yes. if you think i need to be motivated to make the right decision I think take it completely out of take it completely out of that, so that yeah. it's not about how motivated are you, or you know, because then it's again reliant on it. Just has to happen that you've got a high level of motivation at the point in time when you're going to make that decision. Whereas, if what we try and do is make it so that you set these habits in place, someone comes to see us every six months as, a, mm. as an as an ongoing client. All we're really trying to do. Uh, is that we set in place their habits for the next six months. That's and, right. And that's, you know, it can be about, you know, putting money in a bank account, putting money in the super, doing different things like that, uh, capping expenses in different things, all of those sorts yeah. of behaviours. We're just trying to make it so that it's, and this is a big part of, I think, what we do relatively well compared to other financial planners, is that we know that people are human. We mm. know that you're not going to... You might be really motivated and you might have a lot of willpower at that moment in time, but we're not relying on you making a really good financial decision every week because some weeks you're going to be tired, sick, hungry, angry, bored, any of those emotions that's going to take away your willpower, take away your ability to do those things. So we're really trying to structure it so that every six months we're just looking at, okay, what habits do we need to tweak so that you are doing everything that you you need to be doing to get to to that, that end point. That's right, and it's significant as well. Um, you know, for the average couple coming to see us at fifty-five for the first time over those next ten years, um, look, it's it's it, uh, on average we're asking them for twelve hundred dollars a fortnight. Uh, yeah, in in a lot of cases, yeah, that yeah, they need yeah, to put not, into their superannuation fund yeah. um, combined. Yeah. So um, we we like to catch up with them after that's been put in place after full pace. Yeah. And um, and 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 we find that it's it's habit forming after that point in time. So yeah. so people report back to us yeah. because we've taken that money as quickly as possible yeah. after they've been paid yeah. and um, had it automatically going into their yeah. to their superannuation funds. Yeah. They haven't got used to having it in their bank account. That's and they find. Uh, I mean, they they often report back. They've done it standing on their head effectively. Mate, that, that's the way that I think of it. Is that if if I meet with if I meet with someone and I say you know how's, how how you been going how's, how's your finances and they say oh it's been really hard something's wrong something's got to change if yeah. if it's hard yes. it's not going to be sustainable over the next that's ten right. years and yeah. that's the way that I think of it is that things that seem things that seem hard when you're out of the habit of doing something become easy quickly and so mm-hmm. it's again something that it's just a matter of what is your what are your habits what are your routines but. Yeah, I, I think that's always a warning sign for me is that when people, and, and we often have to talk people out of, you know, they'll, they'll, you know, in January they'll be really fired up and they'll want to save $40,000 mm. for the year, or, you know, whatever the amount is that just doesn't seem feasible based on their previous history. We have to talk them out of that and go, look, if you make this too hard, if you make it so that 
you know, you're, you're going to try and put in place a habit that you can't stick to sustainably and that, that every week it's, it's a pain point for you. It's just not going to happen. There's going to be a blowout. There's going to be a blowout, yeah. And, and, and it's, it's like, um, you know, if you like to eat chocolate yeah. and you're on a diet yeah. and you're training, yeah. um, like a good, a good nutritionist will actually build in yeah. a couple of times a week. Yeah, a, a, a blowout, yeah. Yeah. Because if you statistics are if you if you yeah. if you if you don't do that, yeah. you're gonna get to day ten and yeah. just have an absolute blowout yeah. and, and and yeah. chuck it all in yes. and think this is this is just too tough. Yep. Yeah. But if you do have those little rewards along the way. That's and I guess, you know, the diet and exercise are a really good example of that. But that's a, that's I think the difference between what you what we're trying to work with our clients on is to go, okay, you're you're fifty five, you're ten years out from mm. retirement. What are the habits that you can put in place that you'll be able to stick to for at least the next 10 years and then yeah. also for 20, 30 years in retirement? So we don't want someone coming in doing a crash diet and, no. and, and eating soup for a week and then, and then losing yeah. five kilos and then going crazy and putting seven back on. Yeah. Yeah, we right. want to come up with habits that, that, and that's a part of getting to know our clients is to know what can they sustainably do and what's going to make their life easy as to how can they do all these things in a way that takes no willpower. We don't want anything to be reliant on, well, I just, I, geez, I hope my client does the right thing for the next, every every fortnight for the next six months until yes. I see him again. We need to take it out of our hands because no one, this is, again, going back to my thing, no one has that willpower. I think, yeah. it's, I think it's a myth. Yeah. And you mentioned something this morning before we are actually recording this podcast when we're having a talk um, yeah. and you mentioned something about it becomes easier once you um, take on the persona of... So, so that's, that's I think, the, the second part of where I, when I say willpower is a myth, I said this the other day and I just got blank looks and I didn't really have anything to back that up. But the language that I use around that is what we consider willpower is the way that I think of it is a combination of your habits and your identity. Mm. That makes sense. So yeah, absolutely. The, the example I used this morning is, and, and your identity feeds back into your habits and your habits feed into your identity. Mm. So the example that, that I use for that is, it, it isn't hard for me to wake up every day and not have a cigarette because I'm not a smoker. I just, yep. I've, I've never been a smoker. It's not part of who I am. So mm. whereas someone who is a smoker and who has been a smoker for 40 years, that's a that's a part not only is it a part of their habits but it's a part of their identity yeah, under pressure they true. have a cigarette yeah. you know when they after they've had a good meal they have a cigarette whatever the case may be whatever those yeah. triggers are it's a part of who they are and so that's true i mean they have work friends that are uh, smokers as well yeah and it's and and it's, they all go and have a break and have a smoke that's I mean, right. it, is, yeah. it is part of your identity yeah. it, it, a, better, a good example there of something is that a part of our identity in this office is that we drink coffee that's what we do yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, and and we've uh, you know we've we've turned kylie from a half strength soy mocha to yeah, a double shot, yeah, <laughs> a double shot latte drinker. Yeah. Gradually over time, is that yeah. that's a part of. Not only is it part of, is it a part of our habits, but it's it's a part of who we are, what we do as a team, and that's kind of how we, uh, I guess, how we bond or how we put aside time to to talk to each other. It's that's a really good example of. It's not. There's a lot of these things that you don't necessarily sit there and beat your chest and go, "I'm a coffee drinker." But if no. you think about your life, you go, "It is." It is a part of who you are. Yeah. It you know, it may be that you know you're a father or a husband or all these sources of your identity. Yeah. They are a part of who you are. Yeah. And so your choices are then not that 
it, it's not a it's not a hard thing to you know, when you become a parent it seemed before you're a parent it seems bizarre to think I'm gonna go and change a dirty nappy you, you can't imagine doing that but then you go well I'm a father that's yeah, what that's what, that's you, what do. you do it's yeah. just and and I guess where I say that your habits and your identity tie in together it's it's a similar sort of thing of the, the example that I read about in this book and I thought was really interesting is that if, you, if you're someone who really cares about your, your health, which is, I think we are, it's not in, in January you go, right, I've got to kick this into gear, but you're not thinking I've got to punish myself and I've got to get up and you know, flog myself. What you're actually thinking is I'm someone who cares about my health. I like to feel good. That's a part of who I am. Yeah. So I'm going to get up every day and exercise. Mm. It's not... I'm, I'm someone who doesn't care about this and it's just this is something that I do every day it becomes a part of who you are it does yeah and and that's I think something that we we kind of when we talk about you know we've said many times in this podcast that people come to see us for the first time at either 50 or 55 and something just changes in their brain where they mm. go from I'm a I'm a young person I'm a long way away from retirement to she's I'm 55 like mm. I'm, I'm 10 years out from retirement. And so all of the different things that we're talking to people about, if we'd, if we'd brought that up with them six months before, before they'd had that identity shift of I'm getting ready for, I'm, I'm a person who's close to retirement. Yeah. It'd be crazy. If we said to someone, you need to put money into super, what are you talking about? I'm, I'm young, I'm, I can't do that. Yeah. Once you make that switch to I'm someone, who's, I'm someone who's getting ready for retirement, that's a part of it's a part of my life. I'm getting prepared for, to be retired. I'm going to be a self-funded retiree. All but of this different, all these different things tie into that. That's a good point because I, I uh, so you contend that um, once you have uh, decided that yep. you are a pre-retiree, that yep. you're approaching retirement, yep. um, it becomes easier yep. to do the right thing. Yes, and absolutely. it becomes easier to feed back into yep. those habits. Yep. Um, and, and which, is, which, is, which is something I've never appreciated before. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I think that, and that's where I'm saying the two tie in together, is that if mm. I said to, you know, if I said to uh, a 30-year-old, hey, you need to put some money in super, you know, the habit is the same for a 55-year-old and a 30-year-old. Yes. I'm, I'm trying to get them both to put it in place a habit, but a 30-year-old, that's not a part of their identity. That's no. not a part of how they see themselves. No. Whereas someone who's 55, and in a lot of cases, this is a, a thing that changes for people is that, and it's why we break it down to say, you've got 10 years to go, you've got 260 fortnightly paychecks or whatever it is to go, this is a part of, this is a part of your life, this is a part of who you are. Mm. You can either hide from that reality or you can face it and go, I'm, I'm someone who's preparing for retirement. Mm. And so then when you say to that person, hey, here's a good habit that we should build, we should start putting that money into super it fits straight in with their, their identity and, and where they how they see themselves and where they see themselves in their life stage yeah. compared to saying to a 21 year old hey you should put some money in the super it's it's not it's completely not gelling with with who they are mm. so and that's kind of where I say so that's that would be my equation is rather you know willpower willpower is a myth I, I don't think that's the the thing that actually helps people achieve results in any way I think that that what we consider willpower is really just a combination of your habits and your identity. And, the, and they sit there in a, in a self-fulfilling prophecy where if you see yourself as a healthy person, you, it, it, it's very easy for you to then set up habits. And when you, if you're a healthy person and you get on Woolworths online, you don't buy chocolate and chips and all the rest of it. Mm. You buy 
you know, vegetables and you know, lean meat, things like that, that, yeah. that turn up. And then when that turns up at your house on Tuesday and you have a system in place for, this is how I cook a healthy dinner every night, those habits then tie into next week when I'm making that lowest order. I then, it's, it's the habit then ties into, well, I'm clearly a healthy person because I've been eating healthy for the last week. Yep. So then when I make that next order, it's just easier for me to, so that's kind of where those two things are tying into each other always, your habits and your identity, and you're mm. either getting, you're either moving more towards the type of person that you want to be, or you're moving away from that. Mm. And that's, I think, uh, you know, we've talked about people getting ready for a time, but you would have seen this before where I've seen people that are in a position where they could be a self-funded retiree, or they, there's many things that they could take advantage of but they don't see they don't see themselves as in that position, and they think that it's out of my control. It's up to the government. I'm going to be on Centrelink anyway. Yeah. There's nothing I can do about it. And, and sometimes you want to shake these people because you're going there. You've got ten years to go. You're in a position where you could you could take control of all these things, but yes. that's not a part of their identity. It's it is it, it, like the panties just dropped there because it, it it is strange sometimes when you see those people. And you think like it's not time to absolutely panic but it's getting yeah. close yeah yeah and they seem to be so nonchalant yeah. and then yeah. they're buying this and buying that and you yeah. think what's what's yeah. um that that identity shift hasn't hasn't happened yet yeah. so and that's where you know we talk all the time about people in their 50s but i think there's something about that where it's more of a mindset than anything it's it's a and mindset's the word we use but really it's an identity is, is that you know we have people who come and see us for the first time at 62 and mm. and their identity is if their identity is I'm someone who's going to do what I can to get ready for retirement, then you know we're happy to work with those people because that's that's what they that's what that's a part of who they see themselves. Mm-hmm. That is, I'm someone who's getting ready for retirement, and that's our job is to help them get ready for retirement. You, and you might have someone who's 48, and and if they see themselves as well, I'm I'm someone who wants to make a make a bit of a change and get ready, and yep. they're probably a bit younger and a bit older than our than our average, but. It's more around how do you see yourself? Where, we, like you're saying, we've had other people who come in and they're 57, and what we would think of as prime time that we really need to make some changes here and get ready. But if they haven't made that shift in in, yeah. in terms of how they see themselves, it just it isn't going. None of the habits, none of the the routines that we can put in place, none of it's going to stick. Look, usually I like to debate something and argue with you, yeah. uh, but. Uh, <laughs> But I've just gone in this, on a half in this hour podcast, I, can, I actually can't. I can't find fault with, no. with, uh, yeah. with your theory. Here. I, I, well, like I say, the the habits and the routines and the rest of it are, are a thing that we think about a lot. And so I'm sure we'll have another podcast, and and we'll, you'll find something in in this theory of mine that that you can can. But but I think that there's probably like I said, the language around this is is just the is is the key is that we we both know that when you're meeting with people, willpower or motivation isn't. It isn't the thing that decides whether they are going to get there or not. You know, mm. in the same way that if you, you know, when you you meet people that uh, want to get healthy, everyone in January, that you know, everyone wants to lose weight, everyone wants to save money. It's not about how motivated you are or even how no. much willpower you've got. You, you don't meet those people that go, "I've got a lot of willpower. I'm going to lose weight this year." Yeah. What you do meet is is people who go, "Right, I've I've joined a gym with a mate, and we go at six o'clock every morning." Yeah. And on Monday every week, my Woolworths order turns up, and it consists of the, the meal. This is the meal plan that I've got, and this is when I yep. cook, and this is when I do that. Those types of people, well, they can't help but lose weight. 
Yeah, it's it's, it's right. I I see your point. It does become part of the yeah. identity. Yeah. Um, it's it's habitual. Yeah. Uh, they feed back into each other. Exactly. Yeah. Um, making rules of thumb. Yeah. This is what we do. Yeah. On a, every every morning or every second yeah. morning. Yeah. Uh, at yeah. six a.m. That's right. Uh, whereas yeah. whereas someone who they've 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 got the motivation and they think that and they've probably got a little bit of willpower because it's january and they really they feel terrible and they want to go and feel better and so they'll you know wake up randomly on at five o'clock on a tuesday morning and go to the gym yeah. and then they'll but that's and then, and then they might decide they're going to go to the shop and buy the ingredients to make a salad yeah and that, that's all admirable and great but you can see that the wheels are going to fall off because no one has no one has the capacity to do that on an ad hoc basis every every week for the for the 52 weeks of the year. You just know that they're going to do that for a week and then it's going to get too hard. By Friday, they're tired, they're over yeah. it, they, they don't want to go for go and exercise and they just want to, you know, order Uber Eats or pick yes. up some, some takeaway, yeah. you know, food or something like that. So I think that's that's the big thing is that like many things in life, we can all look around us and, and you see someone, and, and I think this is a part of it, is that we have the, where I say it's a cycle that, that ties in, we, we have, as human beings, we have the ability to change these things. Is yeah. that what, what we hear a lot is people go, oh, I'm not good with money, or I'm not much of a saver. Again, that's, that may have been the case, but you have the capacity to both change your habits around that and yeah. your identity yeah. around yeah. that. Yeah. And those two things will tie in together and you know, the next 10 years of your, if you're 55, the next 10 years is going to come and go. Mm. You, you can either be someone who identifies as, well, I'm not good with money and, you know, it's all out of my control and there's nothing I can do about it. Mm. And I guess I should do some things and maybe save some money. But, mm. or you can be someone that goes, I haven't necessarily been good with money, but I'm, I'm someone who's getting ready for retirement. Mm. That's a part of who I am. That's a part of yeah. what I'm about. And I'm going to put things in place so that every fortnight, every week, I'm doing something to move me in the right direction. A great theory, um, potentially factual. <laughs> potentially factual. That's a great race. Uh, potentially factual. Potentially factual. Yeah. Add that to the list. Uh, um, so, uh, in wrapping up, well, let's wrap this up. Yeah. Um, so, I guess anytime, anytime you hear the word willpower or motivation or discipline or something like that. I think you should reframe how you think about that and, mm. and try and think, and particularly when we're with our self-talk, when we say, I need to be more motivated or I need more mm. willpower, or, I need more discipline. Stop what you're doing right then mm. and think and reframe that to go, how can I put in place habits that will become a part of my identity mm. so that this just happens automatically? So that's, I think, for, our, for ourselves and, and for our clients, we think about is that, it's not about willpower. We're not out there looking for people who have a lot of willpower and are gonna be able to stick to this plan through yep. sheer bloody mindedness. We are, we are looking for people that we can help to change their habits, change their routines, and then that will form a part of their identity, and yep. then that will make it easier to stick to those habits, and that will all go through in a virtuous cycle. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Money Over 50 podcast with Lighthouse Financial Advisors. We look forward to catching up again soon.